We open with an Autobot shuttle being chased by Decepticons, and separating most of the ship to give the appearance that they've been destroyed. Yeah, I remember back in my review of the movie, when I mentioned that this was a bit of a Season 3 cliché? This is the scene I had in mind. On the Decepticon ship, Galvatron confers with his on-again, off-again allies, the Quintessons, and shoots the view screen, Elvis-style, for no apparent reason. Ah, batshit, Galvatron. You're pretty ineffectual, but I have a bit of a soft spot for you. Also, for the only time I can recall since the movie, Galvatron is tooling around on that fancy ship that Unicron gave him, which is kinda cool. Back on the Autobot ship, the Autobots drift toward a nearby landing platform that's entirely unknown to them. But then they get closer and realize it's a tomb that they built to house the remains of their fallen comrades. Now granted, these guys have been pretty busy with their space adventures, but I'm pretty sure less than a year has passed since all those guys died in the movie. This is a species that we've seen survive millions of years. Are you telling me they really forgot the location of something so crucially important after only a few months? Would it have been so hard to write a line of dialogue that said, of course, let's hide out at the nearby Autobot crypt, instead of having everyone not know what the place is at first glance? Alright, so anyway, in they go. Daniel is understandably a little creeped out, but he presses onward with the rest of them anyway. There's a nice little moment where he walks by the crypts of the various Autobots and reads off a few names. Ironhide, Ratchet, Prowl, Huffer which is useful for deflating the hopes of any particularly stubborn fanboys. Then he catches a glimpse of this guy. Oh, god damn it! Naturally, nobody believes him. Well, except Rodimus, who's probably still feeling the burden of a new command and wants to be sure the big idiot is still dead so he doesn't have to give up the cushy gig. And sure enough, the tomb is empty. Oh, and that one set of footprints, Rodimus? That's where Optimus was carrying you. Needless to say, everyone's a bit skeeved out by this turn of events. But before they can investigate further, Galvatron and his goons charge in, guns ablazing. And naturally, once they figure out they're in an Autobot tomb, they make some stupid joke about how convenient it is that they'll all die there. In a tomb. Where you keep dead bodies. Get it? But then they're rescued by... Uh, you know... him. Where's my death clock? I thought we were finally rid of the incompetent scourge of that bonehead. Decepticons! Leave this place, or die! So, uh... hmm. I guess that old dramatic scene where he passed the Matrix of Leadership along and turned ashen gray was just... a mistake? Since he's clearly alive and well. I guess it's a good thing they don't believe in melting down their dead for scrap or something. Maybe Optimus is a Python fan and he's not quite dead. Nah, I bet that dullard likes Rob Schneider movies. Must. Complete. Plan. Well, that's not at all suspicious. And since all his plans turned out so well anyway, let's do what he says! Yay! Rodimus hands him the Matrix, but Optimus seems a bit... resistant. And now, even though we're not hearing you got the touch in reverse or something, he reverts back to his hot rod form. Which is good, because the kids who actually bought a hot rod toy must have really felt kind of gypped that their guy got about 45 minutes of screen time ever. It may also interest you to know that all the wisdom and maturity that he gained as Rodimus is now gone. Well, why wouldn't it be? Oh, and then Prime shoots him. And the others. Dick. But to his credit, he seems a bit conflicted about it all. Not too conflicted, because he activates the auto-destruct and rockets away in an escape ship that he built. He heads back to Cybertron and tells some story about how the other guys gave their lives to save him. And despite their experiences with Decepticon copies and mind control, they totally buy it. I guess these guys just have a blind spot for idiocy when it's coming from behind that stupid face mask on that stupid face. He convinces them the Quintessons were responsible and mobilizes everyone against them. Oh, but apparently the Quints planned this all along, because check this out. May I propose an anticipatory sneaker of triumph? <laughs> that joke never gets old to me. Meanwhile, the guys trapped inside the tomb are plummeting into a sun. Except, wait a minute, there was another shuttle there all along. Even though they said before there was no way off this thing, that's two shuttles now. 
Well, whatever. They end up crash landing on Cybertron, where only two Dinobots are standing guard, and eventually, in a typically tedious Dinobot fashion, catch them up to current events. On the Autobot ship, Blur informs Optimus, in typically tedious Blur fashion, that the guys they thought were dead are not dead, but Optimus won't hear of it and orders them to continue forward. Meanwhile, the Quintessons reveal that they've reanimated Optimus, but that he's not actually alive, which makes him, for all intents and purposes, an evil robot zombie. I'll say it again, just in case you missed it, I love this show. I'm pretty sure we watched some Autobots get killed in this battle, which I'm always a fan of. Prime gets the message that the others are approaching. Clearly his zombie brain and the Matrix are at odds with one another, but he orders their ship destroyed. Fortunately, Perceptor figures out that they actually are who they claim that they are. Hot Rod, tired of playing around, punches his way into the ship and asserts command over the reanimated corpse of his inept former boss. Yeah! Optimus agonizes between his lingering memories, the influence of the Matrix, and his evil programming. He ends up begging Hot Rod to kill him, which actually makes for a nice exploration of the whole coming-of-age, replacing-your-mentor concept. Long story short, he ends up having to kill the guy again, reinforcing once and for all that he is the leader now. Best of all, we get to watch Optimus Prime die again. Of course, this whole thing's going to be very poorly retconned at the end of the season, but let's enjoy the moment for now, won't we? Oh, swell. What do Daniel and I do when the air runs out? Well, basically, you'll have two choices, suffocate or smother. 